Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. You have turned in for a good one today. In fact, I think this one might end up being one of my favorite episodes. So you guys know that I read a lot and I love finding parallels between life and fat loss because ultimately, from my perspective, we aren't on a diet. We're living our lives and trying to do so in a way that brings us towards our goals and helps us reach our highest potential and create the best lives that we are capable of creating. That's that's the joy in the process. It's not about restriction or deprivation. It's about living a really great life. And it's an interesting time because obviously there are a lot of kind of rough, terrible things happening in the world almost every day. And I feel like they are increasing my resolve to find a way to make every day amazing. And my reality is that life was not amazing when I was obsessed with food and defining myself by the number inside my jeans or the number on the scale. And I'm going to talk more about that because there's so much more to say there. In fact, it's kind of part of the point of this podcast, but let me get back to what brought me to this episode. One thing I do a lot of is read, and I love to read books and articles and listen to books. There aren't that many podcasts I listen to anymore, but I think that's just the nature of of what I do. Most of what I read has nothing to do with fat loss directly or health directly, but it's so easy to find wonderful and powerful parallels between some of the things I read on non-fat loss topics and how I take care of my health. In fact, some of the stuff that motivates me most related to health and fat loss came from something, was inspired by something that has absolutely nothing to do with health or fat loss. And that's kind of the case now. My, My best friend sent me an article that had nothing to do with health or fat loss. And a couple of paragraphs into it, I knew that it had to turn into a podcast that I had to sort of take it in a different direction and make it a podcast. And I will link to the full article over on the show notes at primalpotential.com. You definitely want to read this full article. Speaking of the show notes, I never understand how people can't find them. I know I'm biased, but to find the show notes, you go to primalpotential.com. Right on the homepage is a tab that says podcast. When you hit that tab, There they are, episode by episode, with the most recent episode at the top of the page. So if you find your way over there and you want to find this article, just click on the show notes page for episode 206, and you can get the full article. So here's the backstory on the article. This guy came to his 20-year work anniversary. He had started his real-life career 20 years earlier, and he decided to write some advice to his younger self. 
And it was a really good article, but I don't really understand writing backwards. You know, like other than for the fact that it benefits other people, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. What does it do for me to talk to somebody I was 20 years ago and no longer am, right? And I'm all for helping other people. But when I look at that, I'm like, well, how could I do this in a way that was really more helpful to me now? Because I'm not where I want to be. I am a work in progress. And so as I read this, I was like, well, I don't need to say anything to the girl I was, you know, 5, 10, 20 years ago, because that doesn't make me better now. And I want to be better now. What I need to do is write things I'd imagine my future self needs to hear based on where I am now, and then look at what I can do to make sure I incorporate them now. And I don't wait till 5, 15, 20 years from now, right? Like, basically looking at what I can imagine I'd want to tell myself at the end of my life kind of thing, but make it more short term, and then say, do it now. What do I want Elizabeth to know five years from now? And then do that stuff now. Don't waste any more time. I've already wasted so much time. So that's what I've done. Five lessons, or no, I think really it's three lessons Initially, I made myself a note to do five, and then I was like, oh, I don't like to overcomplicate things. If it can be said in three, say it in three. So however many it is, it's a few lessons that I want my five years from now self to know. And we can all do this, right? If there's something that you, I think we can all look at our lives and say, okay, based on how things are going right now, let's fast forward mentally five years. What is something I would want to really say to my future self? Well, then do that thing now. Change that thing now. Why aren't we moving towards that now? And I am. So before I tell you my few things, I'll tell you a little bit more about this article that was the inspiration for this thought. The guy who wrote it, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he's the managing director at General Mills. And again, I will put a full link over on the show notes page. It was originally posted on LinkedIn, and then I got a repost of it from CNBC. The first thing he says, and he has way more than three or five. I won't share them all here. Um, I don't even know if that's legal, and I don't feel like figuring it out. So we're just not going to share it all here. I'll link to it over on the show notes. The first thing he says is, congratulations on getting your dream job. Enjoy the moment and the feeling of freedom that comes with starting your career. Just keep in the back of your mind that one day you'll realize that true freedom comes from being able to walk away from something you once coveted instead of sticking to it at any cost. I want to say that again because I think that's really, really major. One day you will realize that true freedom comes with being able to walk away from something you once coveted instead of sticking to it at any cost. And from a career standpoint, it means being able to walk away from something even though you've poured years and effort and time into getting where you are. But if it's not what you want, being able to walk away from something you worked so hard for because it's not what you want anymore. And for me, this is major. This is huge. And I feel like this was the place I was at when I made the decision to stop Uh, to leave my job and start Primal Potential because I worked my butt off for that job. I gave that job, oh gosh, so many hours. I was making good money. I was good at it. It was secure. I could count on my paycheck and my health insurance, but I wasn't happy. 
by staying. I was putting more value on stability and security than happiness, and that's not the life I want. And I think that we can really apply this to food, maybe not in the exact same way, but very similarly. So many of us choose the security of our old ways instead of risking hard work or fear of failure to chase something newer and better. We aren't happy with the old ways, but they're safe and they're familiar. So we, we avoid anything new and potentially challenging because it's new and because it's challenging. Or we cling to an old dieting pattern because it's what we know, even though we hate it and we feel enslaved to it, even if it's not working, right? So many times I hear this from people related to calorie counting. I'm afraid to let go of that. Well, is it working? Because if it's not working, why are you clinging to it so fearfully? Or do you love it? No, I hate it. Well, if you hate it, why are you so afraid to let go? You can stop. Would you rather cling to fear than chase something great? It's this whole notion that you can't steal second base with your foot on first, but so many of us are sitting there talking about how great it would be on second base, but we aren't willing to pick up our foot. Is that how you want to live? I don't. When I used to catch myself complaining pretty often about my last job before I started Primal Potential, I, I would constantly be like, oh my gosh, I hate this, my boss, I work so much, it's so stressful, blah, 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 blah. And I would remind myself of the Rumi quote, why do you stay in prison when the door is so wide open? Guys, if you feel like you are trapped in a prison with food obsession, hating your body or whatever, the door is wide open. You are the way out. Why are you making choices that keep you someplace when you could leave? Why are you arguing for why your foot needs to stay on first when you really want to be on second? It's a prison of your own mind and it's a prison of your own choosing. And I just thought that was such a powerful point from this article. The second point he makes is another powerful one. He says, this is what he writes to his 20 years ago self. You're a writer sitting in a cubicle for a living, not a cubicle dweller who dreams of being a writer. Perhaps much later than I should have, I realized that our identity does not come from the designation we have at our jobs, but what inspires us, what makes us feel alive. This is so significant. You are a writer sitting in a cubicle for a living, not a cubicle dweller who dreams of being a writer. Our identity does not come from the designation we have at our jobs, but what inspires us. What makes us feel alive? So I would ask you, do you know what inspires you? Do you know what makes you feel alive? And if you don't, that's okay. I've shared many times before that when I was in the deepest parts of my depression at my heaviest weight, my mom would say, what brings you joy? And I would tell her nothing, nothing. So I understand, but now my perspective has shifted a little bit, and I understand that part of the reason I couldn't think of anything then was because I was in such a dark place. Sometimes now, when I have those days of like, I don't know what would make me feel amazing, you know what I do? I put on my absolute favorite song, and 
I dance around the house or I dance in my car. Honestly, because that is something that can shift my mood. And it's usually when I say, I don't know what makes me feel amazing. It's because I'm in a funk. And for me, a great way to break out of a funk is just like solo dance party, make myself look like a crazy Muppet. Like <laughs> I don't have any problem with that. In fact, I, I want to give you that as a challenge today. I don't care who's around or if you're all by yourself. I prefer to be all by myself. I want you to just have like a single song solo dance party in your car, in your bedroom, in the shower. I don't care. Put on a song you love and just dance your silly head off because that is the kind of thing we need to do more of. We walk around so freaking serious and so like, life is hard. I spilled my coffee. Well, put a smile on your face. And if that's too hard, put on a crazy song and dance your face off. Seriously. Most of the things that make me feel alive, for now, are small things. And for me, doing the small things that make me feel alive, that's the path to finding the big things, right? So if it's walking to find a new coffee shop and enjoying a coffee outside or dancing in my car, whatever it is, those small things really matter. They really, really matter because as this guy said, you know, you're not defined by what you do. I am not primal potential. I am not a podcaster. I love those things and I enjoy those things, but I equally have to create joy for Elizabeth. And I lost myself for decades and I won't lose myself again. I won't lose myself even for a day. Even if the only thing I do to create joy is to take a long shower or have a dance party in my car, whatever, I will not lose my joy again. And I am totally fine with the fact that for now, I can associate more with the little things that make me feel amazing than I can with the big things because I feel like the little things are the big things. So the last thing I want to share from what this guy wrote in his article, he said, there will always be someone better than you. Someone who will be promoted faster, be smarter, richer, better looking, or just plain luckier. Get over it. Ultimately, the race is to be the best possible you. And I couldn't agree more with this because we do need to keep our eyes on our own work. If you are always competing if you are always looking at how you measure up to somebody else, you're making your life about other people when it should be about you. This is so common in my Fat Loss Fast Tracks because they are groups. And so people make posts like, does anybody else struggle with blah, blah, blah? Or I'll get an email that says, I feel like I'm behind where everybody else is. And I say, nobody else matters. And granted, that's in the context of the fat loss fast track group. I'm not trying to tell you people that your kids and your spouses don't matter. It's not what I mean. But when it comes to your health and your health journey, really, nobody else matters. What anybody else is doing, how fast or slow they are progressing has nothing to do with you. And if we measure against other people, what we're missing is what's going on with us. And that is the only thing that we need to learn from. So we don't need to take our value from how we measure up to somebody else's body, somebody else's performance in the gym, somebody else's consistency, somebody else's rate of fat loss. Who cares? That has nothing to do with you. Stay out of it. It's a waste of your energy. The race is about becoming the best you. 
And when you look over out of your lane at other people, you're slowing down your own race. And that is not what you want. So again, I will link to that full article. I definitely think it's worth the read. But now I want to share the things that I want to say to my future self, not a hundred years from now on my deathbed, things that I would want to know five years from now because I plan to start working towards these now. And in addition to the solo dance party that I've tasked you to have today, I want you to think about what your things would be. What would you say to your five years from now self and what can you do about those things today? What can you do to move in that direction today? So here's the first thing that I would say. Your life is not about how much you weigh or what size you wear or how thick your thighs are. Your life is about how you feel. Elizabeth, are you happy? If you're not happy, in what areas of your life are you not happy? What do you want that area of your life to look like ideally And what can you do about it? I would say so gently, because I did not treat myself very gently for much of my life. I would say, beautiful girl, you have spent too many years thinking that your happiness would come from a number on the scale or a tag in your genes. It is about joy. And you can create that today. In microwaves, in little tiny ways, and the little things are the big things. As you create more joy, as you make that a priority, as you stop rolling your eyes at that concept, you will create more happiness. And as you get happier, you will genuinely desire to care for yourself more and not to escape life, not even for a minute. So the goal is not a number. The goal is not a size. The goal is about the size of the smile on your face and the amount of joy in your heart. And if you seek that, everything else will take care of itself. And don't let that overwhelm you. Look for one small thing you can do today to put a smile on your face and do that thing. The second message that I would give myself five years from now that I want to work towards now is do not let fear influence your decisions. I would say, Elizabeth, you have missed out on a lot because you were afraid, mostly because you were afraid of what other people would say or not say or think or not think. I lost there. I would say, Elizabeth, when you do that, you lose They don't lose. You miss out. When you hold back because of what other people think or don't think what other people will say or won't say, they don't lose. You lose, Elizabeth. The times when you let someone else upset you, that took from your life, Elizabeth, not theirs. It's okay to notice when you have fear of failure or fear of embarrassment or fear of rejection Sweet girl, do it anyway. Seriously, let the reason that you do it be as simple as because you're afraid. Make the call you're uncomfortable making. Go alone to the place you want to go. Wear shorts when you think people are going to be thinking about how thick your thighs are, right? 
Ask the question you want to ask when you fear the answer might be no, because you are only robbing yourself of an opportunity of growth, of joy, when you don't. I would say, Elizabeth, be willing to get hurt. Be willing to lose money. Be willing to look stupid. Because the reward is greater than the risk, and you've spent enough time making decisions based on fear. When you say no or you shy away, you're limiting yourself far more than you're protecting yourself. This is not about protection. It is about fear. If you stop protecting yourself from potential discomfort, you'll have more fun, right? And you want to have more fun. So stop giving a damn what other people may do or not do, how they'll respond to you, if they'll accept you. Be happy for you and the right people will come into your life. If they don't embrace you, if they hurt you, they're not the right people for you. And you want to know that. So go ahead and ask the question. Take the risk. Wear the freaking shorts, right? <laughs> Just do it. The third thing that I would say is, Elizabeth, you matter more than the work you do. You are not the work you do. I would say, Elizabeth, you will have more to give the world when you give more to yourself. There's not a fixed amount you have to give. Giving to yourself doesn't mean that you have less to give to your work. In fact, the more you give, the more you'll have to give to other people. The more you give to yourself, the more you have to give to the people you love to serve. So give more to yourself. Value time for your life more than you value the time for your work. You will be more productive and more refreshed. This needs to be a priority, Elizabeth. This isn't something you can put off. So at the end of this, I guess my question for myself and my questions for you would be, what can I do about these things? And I know for me, I'm going to put a series of questions together that I want to ask myself each day and add it to my morning journaling routine. And I'm sure these questions will evolve, but off the top of my head, I think they will be something like, what is one thing I can do today to genuinely make myself smile? What's one thing I can do today that makes me a little uncomfortable, that pushes me outside of my comfort zone. And another one should probably be, what boundaries will I establish today for my work? Maybe that's a stopping time. Maybe it is a designated duration of a break in the middle of the day that I take to do something that makes me happy, right? Because my work makes me so happy, but there's happiness beyond that. So those are the kinds of things we can't just write this letter and then think we're going to change. No, we have to prompt ourselves to move in the direction of where we want to be by asking strategic questions. And all of our goals will be different, so all of our questions will be different. But I'm thinking that for now, I'm going to start with what's one thing I can do today to genuinely make myself smile, not to rely on somebody else to make me happy. What's one thing I can do today that makes me a little bit uncomfortable? And what boundaries will I establish today for my work. So before we wrap up with what I ate yesterday, um, I want to mention a couple of questions about Ascend, the Primal Potential weekend event in Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th of November of this year. 
the big thing that I want people to understand, because I'm getting lots of questions about like, well, how will I know, you know, what, what to work on? Or how is this going to be different from the podcast? Or how is this going to be different from uh, group coaching or whatever? And the big thing for me is that many people have this arsenal of what they know, right? And, and I think the podcast helps with that. I think the Fat Loss Fast Tracks help with that. They have this arsenal of what you know, but then there's this big gap between what you know and figuring out how to implement it and implement it consistently. And that is the work that we will be doing at Ascend, right? I, I want you to take what you know, and I want to work with you to use that to figure out what your barriers are. You don't have to know them coming in. If you do, that's great, but we can do that together there. We will ID them, and then we will create strategies together for taking them down, strategies you can implement immediately while you're there and that you can take home with you, right? We're going to be really honest about the lies we tell. And one of the things that I know I'm great at is seeing through them and communicating that in a way that is not shame invoking, but really helpful and sort of like aha moment creating. That's the work we're going to do at Ascend. So you can listen to the podcast episode from 712 where I share more about that, or you can go to primalpotential.com forward slash ascend, A-S-C-E-N-D, and get all the information there because obviously I would love to spend time with you there. So what I ate yesterday, I had cold brew coffee in the morning, just black. I went for a walk in the morning and took myself out for brunch to a breakfast place I had never been, but I saw a special outside that was for a mushroom Brussels sprout and egg scramble. So I had that and then, of course, more coffee. And then um, because I feel better physically with two bigger meals rather than three smaller meals, um, I had a, a teaspoon or so of coconut butter when I got a little hungry later, but I didn't have like an official lunch meal. And then dinner was these uh, buffalo spice Brussels sprouts that I'm totally obsessed with from a local restaurant here and a Cobb salad with chicken. So anyway, that is uh, what I ate yesterday. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And more than that, I hope you will take the time out to look at what you want yourself to know five years from now and then begin moving towards that today. Have a good one, guys. Are you ready to move beyond listening and learning and really change your life? Really live into your highest potential instead of just wishing for it and hoping something clicks? I want to do that with you. And that's why this fall, I'm hosting the first ever Primal Potential Women's Transformation Weekend, Ascend, in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th. It will be a small group, but you can get your ticket and learn all the details at primalpotential.com forward slash ascend or by listening to episode 203 of the Primal Potential podcast. Here's what I know. Ascend will change your life, and I would love to have you join me. See you this fall. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? Ew, seriously. They squeeze the grease out of the wool and process it with chemicals, and then you eat it. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I got rid of products I didn't want anywhere near my body. 
I found that many multivitamins contain high amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and even lacked some of the nutrients we actually needed. So what did I do? At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. Ritual's products are made traceable, meaning we share the science and sourcing for every single ingredient. For example, our vegan vitamin D3 comes from sustainably harvested lichen in Nottingham, England, not sheep. We trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. See for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.